0: Welcome to Noah's Natter, your podcast for casual Christian conversation. We welcome you back to Noah's Natter, and we're going to continue our discussion today in this episode of Psalm 40. We began last week in this psalm. We did verse 1, 2, and 3, and today we're going to do verses 4 through 8. And so once again, I'm going to let the reader of all readers read this, so he's going to read again. He's already read this once. But he's going to read it again, verse 4 through 8. And this is Mr. Brant, the reader, Allen. So,
1: Shall we read together? We shall. <laughs> How blessed is the man who has made the Lord his trust and has not turned to the proud, nor to those who lapse into falsehood. Many, O Lord, my God, are the wonders which you have done and your thoughts toward us. There is none to compare with you. If I would declare and to speak of them they would be too numerous to count. Sacrifice and meal offering you have not desired. My ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. Then I said, behold, I come. In the scroll of the book, it is written of me. I delight to do your will. Oh, my God, your law is within my heart.
0: All right, verse four. How blessed is the man who's made the Lord his trust. You know, that's not just a Old Testament principle no that's a that's just a biblical principle right Right. so this word blessed here when you hear that word what comes to your mind how blessed happy how happy all right that's a that's a good translation of that word in in the book of psalms particularly and even in the old testament there are two ways the word blessed is used one has to do with god himself pronouncing a blessing on a person. Mm -hmm. And there's also, in that context of men, blessing God, blessing the name of God. But there's also one where God just says, blessed. In this context, it's not God pronouncing a blessing. He's just making a statement about blessed as a person based on this criteria that he sets. Those are actually two different words. The this word and also the one that would be a man giving a blessing to another is one word. And that's the word used here. The word that's talked about where God says, I pronounce a blessing upon you, or where I'm a man, I pronounce a blessing on God, is the word barak. Mm-hmm. And it's not used here. This one's esher. And this is uh, it's different. And it's the one that's translated blissful or happy. Right. And so when you said you were happy... I'm gonna call you Mr. Escher from now on, not <laughs> okay. Esther, but Mr. Escher. There comes Mr. Escher right there. So, okay. so happy is the man who's made the Lord his trust. Uh, so, how do I, how do I make the Lord my trust? You know, we read often in the in Psalms, even blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord. Mm-hmm. It's worded a little bit different here. It says, "Who has made the Lord his trust." How do you explain the difference between those two to somebody?
1: Well, I think for for maybe David David in this instance was it was a it's a it's a choice on his behalf to do that to make the Lord his trust to to put um, to make a conscious effort to do that, and because of that, uh, he's become happy in it because he's following not the way of his own ideas, but he's putting all of his trust in the Lord.
0: So so that makes sense. Yeah, I mean probably the best repository for our trust our faith our belief is in god right and when we do that we are pronounced happy right by the word of god
1: yeah in the new testament in the beatitudes jesus uses blessed in, in front of every every <laughs> beatitude blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven well how how can i be happy to have a poor spirit well to expound on that is to be, oh, you put your, as David said, put your trust in the Lord. Right. And to be humble. That's humble true. yourselves under the mighty hand of God.
0: And by the way, in the New Testament, for the word blessed, there's also two words, Makarios and eulogy, and they're both used, they're parallel to the Hebrew ones. Yes. And so sometimes in the fifth chapter of Matthew, You'll hear people say, happy is the person. Happy is the peacemaker. Right. Or they shall be called the children of God. So right. that's, in, that's a whole other subject. But anyway, I want to put my trust in God.
1: But it's still the same use of the word. It's still
0: the same use of the word. Right. I want to, that's a good place for me to, to for my faith to rest. Right. As opposed to what he says in the last part of this verse. I've not turned to the proud, nor to those who lapse into falsehood, men.
1: Yeah. I'm not putting my trust in men. I'm putting my trust in God, right, and that's, Him all, alone. Altogether, difference there. Yeah, huge yeah. difference.
0: Look at those waveforms. Those don't look right. <laughs> Verse number five. Many, O Lord, oh my God, are the wonders which you have done. Now, when I hear that, I think of creation. I think of Psalm 19, where the Bible says, "What uh, you know, the heavens declare the glory of God." And the firmament shows its handiwork mm-hmm. when I read when I read that. But this goes beyond creation and talks about how God thinks about us or considers us. It's also the psalmist that says, who is who is, my, who is man? Man that you're mindful of. Him. Yeah, so that kind of has <laughs> smacks of that too, right? Right, yeah. And your thoughts toward us. And there's none to compare with you. You know, that worship song, that modern worship song, I say modern now, came up came out uh, what 25 years ago there's there's none like you you know yeah. that's that may be uh a source for that song because that's there's nothing that compares to him right. and if i would declare and speak of them so if you could think of you can think of something to compare the lord with if, if that was possible would you just told you it's not right. but if he could enumerate them if he could come up with all these things that could compare to god i like what he says here I don't have enough fingers and toes to count them all. (laughs) They're, what they call them, too numerous to count.
1: Yeah, well, to me, what's interesting to me here is he says that your thoughts toward us, there's none to compare with. If I would declare and speak of your thoughts toward us, they'd be too numerous to count. So not only if you just he, imagine that.
0: Not only he himself, but his thoughts toward us. Right. So I, I might yeah. have read that a little wrong, but the, the points can be the same. Right. Exactly. Uh, it's yeah. It's you know because he's because God's infinite and he is. He's omniscient and all those omnis. You know. Yeah. He's like a hotel. He's an Omni. You know, <laughs> got all those omnis. Or if you were back in the '80s, he's a Dodge. The Dodge Omni. Yeah. There's a lot of omnis back there, but. <laughs> But God is all, all of that, all the things that God is.
1: Well, it speaks to all of his attributes. Yeah, that's
0: the word I was trying to think it of. It
1: speaks to every one of his attributes, but then you on top of it and think about all, them, all the things that he thinks toward us as his children. Right, right. You know, I love my children, but I, I love them in so many different ways that it's not even comparable.
0: Right. You know, you, right.
1: you may love my children, but you don't love them the way I do as a father.
0: Correct, correct. You know, right. Exactly. And when I think about God's thoughts, my mind always goes to Isaiah 55, Mm -hmm. where he says my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways, too. So very interesting wording. So come verse 6, sacrifice and meal offering you have not desired. Well, God did desire that in the Old Testament uh, in, in in a certain context. There were sacrifices. There were meal offerings, more than one kind that were required other the Mosaic Law. But this is not the point that the writer's making. Is this, He's not saying God has never wanted these. But there are things that God thinks are more important tha- than that, right? Yeah. Is that what you were thinking? Yeah. You were about to put a word in my mouth, wasn't no, you? No, I wouldn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> my ears you have opened, burnt offering and sin offering you have not required. And so uh, then I said, behold, I come quickly. So what is... God desiring from us
1: well in other parts of psalms it says that he desires a broken heart and a contrite spirit that's one part i i think that he may even be going back to talking about how we would uh how we would praise him and sing a praise um in verse 3 because of his salvation i heard i cried out to the lord and he heard me you know and all he wants us to do is just come to him in a simple,
0: so contextually, simple you would, point. You, you could take that point backwards to the context. You can also take this point forward to the very next verse. Sure. I delight to do yeah. your will. That's what God wants from us, right. which would include everything you just said. Yeah. And this is, this is uh, one that Jesus quotes later. I delight to do your will of God in the volume of the book it's written of me. I've come to do your will. Jesus affirmed that when he was 12 years old.
1: Right. Yeah, he did. Mary
0: and Joseph show up. Where you been, Jesus? About Um, my father's business. Yeah, I've been hanging out at the hotel for three days waiting for you. sorry parents to get back. That's not what he said. (laughs) You know, it's real interesting what he's doing when they find him. He's teaching, right? Yeah. He's, He's got the Word open, and he's teaching the Word, and he is the Word. And so they pull him aside. That's what he says. i got to be about my father's business. Right. You know, and that police has got. And, you know, when Samuel comes upon um, Saul trying to act like a priest. Yeah. Remember what the words were there? It's to obey is better than to sacrifice.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: And so to obey God. So what does that mean for us in our dispensation? You know, we're talking about Old Testament. Yeah. I think one thing it comes to us, which is really something that was a truth in the Old Testament. Now, just to be honest with you, but I think to love God, mm-hmm. to love God would would fall in there quick, and we know it's not that that love for God, knowing who He is and what He has done, will produce the right works. We'll you know we can't love Him without. Our, our our proof of our love for him is that we keep his commandments. Jesus himself said that right, but right. we don't we don't keep the commandments to gain his love no, that's where religion I think yeah. comes in and gets it wrong
1: yeah even even well it's it's like a total total picture of what Jesus came and spoke against, even John the Baptist when he was preaching that Jesus was coming that the Messiah was coming was that they the the Jews were so staunch and focused on sacrificing and uh going going through the religious motions that they forgot that what he wanted from us was to delight to do his will. Right. To do the will of the father and that's what Jesus preached on. You know, that's what when he came and uh, he set up the Sermon on the Mount, the Beatitudes, you know, all that. That is what the will of the Father exactly,
0: is. Exactly, exactly. Now, in the Psalmist context here, it, we're talking Old Testament law, right? So, this is why mm-hmm. the last phrase he says, Your law is written within my heart. It's there. Why, why is God's word in my heart? Well, Psalm 119 hide God's word in my heart that I might not sin Sinners. against God. Mm-hmm. So, if God's word is hid in my heart and I'm not sinning against Him, then something else has to be true. If I'm not doing that, then what I am doing is obeying Him. Right. All right,
1: and that's what he does require from us is he, obedience. He does
0: require obedience. It from doesn't us.
1: matter if it's New Testament or Old Testament; he Correct. requires obedience to. For us, it's his revealed word. That's right. what we should adhere to. Exactly right is the obedience to the word.
0: So, how well do we succeed in that?
1: Um, as a as a person, I'd like to say I wish I was better at
0: it. I would like to say I was a lot better too. You know. Yeah. Uh, I
1: feel like I, I I have learned to be better, mm-hmm. um, but I'm still not where I would like to be. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, as a as a church, as the church, the general in the general churches, our local churches, and that that includes our local churches and the church at large, uh, we've done a poor job of it.
0: Oh yeah, particularly in our country, you know. Uh, yeah. We talk about that till the cows come home, but yeah, uh, we've. Uh, We've come to a place where it's very evident that through several decades in our country, uh, maybe it's that the Word hadn't been preached from pulpits like it's supposed to have been. Right. Uh, I'm not going to drop all the thought there, as some would do, but no. that that's definitely a factor. I'm not going to say it's not right. a factor. But the other side of that, too, is that there are many places where the truth is preached correctly, and it's not just at sure. my church or your church or i mean it's all over different you know different denominations whatever mm-hmm. but um you know there's it's falling on deaf ears right you know the people who don't have an ear to hear right and yeah. if you don't have an ear to hear guess what you're going to hear nothing absolutely nothing yeah so god change our hearts amen forgive us change us <laughs> yeah. you know.
1: make us delight in doing your will yeah and the only way to know what his will is that's that's one of the things that jesus preached is you know uh he said in matthew we were talking about that verse earlier before we started matthew 7 you know and it says no, there will be many who come but only those who do the will of my father you know what is the will of the father to love and to do good works and to glorify him you know, Correct, and the only way to know how to do that is in His Word.
0: And and by the way, the only people that will be doing that will be people who have come to Him by grace through faith in Christ alone to begin with. Anyway, right.
1: and who are delighting in that fast, yeah, right?
0: Right? Because yeah. outside of Christ, you don't have the capacity to do that delighting. No, you got to. No, he's he's got to be in there somewhere.
1: To us, there it's an it's to those who do not know Christ, it's an unknown thing.
0: True, that's true.
1: And no man can come to the Father except the Holy Spirit who draws him.
0: Is that in the Bible? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Who said that? (laughs) I think Jesus. I think he did too. Yeah. Speaking of himself. He did speak of himself. Yeah. So what's what? So what's the greatest? What's the greatest need? What's the greatest need in the church? I'll I'll just say at large. What's the greatest need in church at large? To change that dynamic.
1: Well, you know, there's a. uh, i think we've done a disservice with revival and you know you'll know what i mean when i say we need revival um but what we really need is we need revival in our own hearts you know because you're right there are churches all over this country who preach the word faithfully who are expounders of the word who uh, dive in and preach truth every day they preach the gospel but if we, as a people, who sit on those pews, who do not listen, uh, we're like we're like those who built their house on sand. Mm-hmm. We don't listen to the words and do them. Right. But not only do we have to listen to the word, but we have to do it.
0: And don't let that be lost on anyone. Uh, regardless of whether your house is built on the rock where it should be, which is the foundation of Christ in the word yeah or it's not in the context you just said yeah the storm's going to come the winds the waves and the water is coming right that doesn't matter but what makes the difference is where your house is built what it's built upon right so you don't have to look for the wind the water and waves the adversity of life it's coming yeah in this world you will have tribulation Jesus said and he's overcome the world right. but the only way you can appropriate that victory is to live it out obey it to do it as yeah. he said live your faith yeah and so yeah. People, so few people are doing that anymore that's right but we need to try harder no yep. we need to be more
1: obedient do not try dude.
0: thank you, right. you you're
1: welcome
0: <laughs> <laughs> welcome you are <laughs> and welcome you are <laughs> thank you for joining us for this episode of noah's natter may the force be with you No, that did wrong May the Lord be with you till we meet again and so your place for a casual Christian conversation.